Hello and welcome to Sneak Review. I'm your host Chris. On this podcast we take a movie we haven't seen yet, we watch the trailer, then we use a time machine to give you our full review of the movie before it's even out. We also have a review of the review episode where we review our own review of the movie. Well, let's start the show. Hello and welcome back to Sneak Review. <laughs> that took a while. Oh, come on. You're going to leave me here with less angry Rosie O'Donnell? <laughs> welcome <laughs> to Deadpool. Yeah. Part two. We've seen Deadpool and we're yeah. back to talk about it. I got Amanda and Dennis back. Yeah, yeah, yeah Dennis. Dennis is back. Woo! Yeah, Dennis. I just want to say we have a spoiler alert for this episode. Last time when we talked about Deadpool, we talked about sweet Ronas. <laughs> talking about Vin Diesel drinking Corona. Um, we talked about who can and can't say the term mutants. You know, uh, the the important stuff. Uh-huh. And in the first minute of this movie, they said mutants, which I was like, yes! Yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard that since uh, X-Men. Audience member number 73, we talked about you. <laughs> Thank you. This is audience member number 73. Oh, sad <laughs> This happened last time. Dennis, you seem confused, but that actually happened on the last episode. <laughs> All right. And we also talked about our uh, time doctor. You asked his name by saying, Doctor Who? You did your Susan B. Anthony bits. It was a fun episode. Yeah. <laughs> it was a really fun episode. But you know, guys, we're not here to just talk about the other episode. We're here <laughs> to... Was... <laughs> oh, wait. No, that's exactly why that's... we're here, yeah. <laughs> is to literally just talk about the last episode. Yeah. I've been warned a couple times that that's exactly what this Part B is all about. We have to okay. review our movie review. Thought... We're back, as mm-hmm. I've said seven times. <laughs> <laughs> God. How back are we? We're very back. And I think... It is time for us to start kind of getting into the review a little bit. How do you think that you did from your review? Uh, how you think you did last time compared to... Oh, I failed spectacularly. <laughs> I, I thought that Spike Girl was going to have a much larger role in this movie from the trailer where you just see a woman with uh, the back of her hospital gown open. She's got about spikes coming out of them. I figured you'd take that much trouble to introduce somebody like that into well, the storyline that she was going to be a very important maybe love interest maybe anti-hero and she she just wasn't there at all yeah i actually had a funny quote on that one where you said you know i was hoping spike lady came back and spike lady made a big splash in terms of the plot <laughs> and in terms of having a lot of funny jokes about spikes <laughs> it's true and uh yeah i don't know why uh, it seems like now, Amanda, how do you think that your review compared to the movie? I'm going to go ahead and say, say I nailed it. Right? I yeah, did. Pre- I did. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. I guess I guess you nailed it. I don't it. remember what I said. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just go I'm I'm assuming that I nail everything that I try so. Perfect record. Yeah. Move steadily along. Mhm. You were right, actually, about a good amount of things, um, because vagueness is possible. Yep. You said... Queen of non-committal statements. Yeah, look for that t-shirt soon. Vagueness can happen. <laughs> vagueness can happen. Should be a baby onesie. Aw. Yeah. It would have to have a picture, though. Like, vagueness can happen, and then a picture of something really vague, like the Earth. <laughs> Just... <laughs> That's a good shirt. Yeah. Somebody make it. T. Fury <laughs> printed. But, Amanda, you did say that it was interesting when you find out that the bad guy of the movie with his superpowers was actually the guy that set Wade Wilson up. 
for the whole trials and everything. I don't know. I think you you made it out like a little bit of a reveal, and it wasn't really that much of a reveal. You kind of were right, though. You know, he he wasn't the guy that set him up for the trials, but he was the guy that did the trials. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The credits with where they were listing like all these people like the british bad guy the hot chick and stuff and they didn't yeah. even say the actors names that was perfect yeah I, they, they, they paid a lot of attention to detail because i think fans of deadpool expect a lot mm-hmm. of that type of subversive comedy and fourth wall breaking and they, they had a lot of it in the movie every every little bit of just like animated credit sequence the after the part with uh him coming out in ferris bueller's robe with a cup of <laughs> oh, I, I assume it's tea huh ferris bueller's robe. oh yes yeah yeah yeah, I mean, not. I'm assuming it's not like a, the robe from the set of Ferris Bueller, but like that was in the style of it. Yeah. 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 Oh wait a minute. So wait, is that a parody scene from Ferris Bueller? Yeah, that that's totally a, is. That's isn't the it? end of the movie. I was yeah. gonna say because after I was like, this seems familiar. But now that you said that, it, <laughs> that it's makes sense. Exactly like another movie. But we're not talking about the post-credit scene yet. No, this is horseshit. <laughs> Rewind. New episode. Okay. (laughs) You wanted to go there. I watched this movie last night. Audience, give me a fucking break. Audience. Audience member 73 is not happy with you. Not happy. I am so angry. (laughs) I don't know how I feel about that. I do. Amazing. I know. Dennis, you were talking about how T.J. Miller was hilarious in the movie, and I think you nailed that. You know, you said anytime he's in a movie, he's good, and in this, he had funny lines to deliver, so it actually came out really funny. Yeah, and one really important thing of, like, it's it's almost a superhero trope of the sidekick. He wasn't really Deadpool's sidekick, but he was his best friend, without question, aside from the blind lady that Deadpool lives with. And the whole part where Deadpool's, like, stockpiling guns, and he's going to come after Francis before he goes to the X-Mansion and everything. T.J. <laughs> Miller's like, yeah, no, I'd go with you, but I don't want to. Yeah. But I don't want That's to. It. I love that. Uh-huh. And they accept it, and they move on, because they, they don't need to dwell on it. It's just like, no, I'm just going to be funny and hang out with this this blind lady. That's yeah, want to get fucked up to the get old blind up. lady. At one point, I think one of the actual lines is, yeah, you should do that. I think it would further along the plot. <laughs> it's like one of my favorite lines. <laughs> not, I don't remember all the jokes, so I'm not going to be able to quote everything. But maybe one day, when you're older. In the third part of our episode series. Yeah. Deadpool. I can't wait for the 10-year reunion show. <laughs> oh, God. It could happen. Don't, could. don't make fucking jokes, Dennis. This is real life. Why am I here? <laughs> this is real life. We talk about serious movies that we've seriously reviewed in a serious time machine. Oh. Serious time machine. I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, the guy that gave it to us at the junkyard said that we can't use it for any funny business. And I take him very seriously. And so we only use it to review movies. I'm just glad that it has satellite radio. I know. You know, the XM, it's expensive, but I think it pays off. You know, we could listen to the lithium. Yeah, we can, seriously. We could switch and go to classic vinyl and then switch and go to classic rewind. Guys, uh, <laughs> at Sneak Review, tweet me in your favorite serious XM stations, please. <laughs> so I, you, know, you guys aren't the only ones that make really stupid comments about this movie. I made tons. I made so many. Yeah, Francis is, uh, he, was a, he was a big dick. He was a big, just gigantic, unfeeling. Like, that, that was one of the things I kept thinking about through the movie. Just, like, I don't feel anything. But he st- easily gets, like, taunted and thrown off by Deadpool. So, like, it's a whole... Uh, it's another reason to hate him. He's just, like, a lying hypocrite walking around just being all dicky. Being all dicky. Uh, yeah. Like, in 
what is it, 30 minutes in? He's, they already, like, Deadpool has him caught. Like, he's just got a sword through him. And I was like, is he just going to be a minor bad dude? Because, like, he's already caught the villain of the movie. So is there, like, a bigger shadow organization? No, he just kind of, he wiggles away. The movie Deadpool is about him saving his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And there is a bad guy plot. And the bad guy is doing bad things. Bad things can happen, but it's not the end of the world. If Deadpool fails, bad things are going to happen. And I think they, they nailed that, kind of. Mm. There, there's literally no threatening world thing at all. No. Just It's kind of Deadpool's world. He thought he could get cured, and he can't, which I thought was a pretty cool plot line. And then his wife, girlfriend, hey, I'm Amanda, I make tongue. I just I didn't like that plot line at all. No. No. It was really dumb. Yeah. The way that... Uh, like you choose not to connect with the love of your life because you're ugly mm-hmm. no don't buy it wait it felt no. ugly inside no. more than outside mm-hmm. there was a lot of subtext wait that's mm-hmm. the part that threw you yeah was that really yeah i think that makes so much you can you can't relate to that in some way like because she's she's a character that says over and over again like i want i want to make this work like she seems very accepting She's into weird stuff. Like, why? That wasn't a valid reason for him to stay away. And then she got in trouble because of it. And I I just didn't, I didn't like that plot line at all. I just think that it was a lot for me to overcome in order for me to accept the rest of the movie. Because yeah. I had such a big problem with the fundamental basis of, like, his motivation for being the way that he is. And the sort of journey that he goes on. But that is how Wade felt. I it guess. was a lot for him to overcome. So, yeah, so, but I had to put all of that, the entire, his entire motivation and the entire reason that he is who he is aside to watch the rest of the movie. And I just thought that was... He had to put what he wanted aside so that she would be Dennis. safe. <laughs> you know you owe me a 10 second car, right? <laughs> That's it. Both of you owe me 10 second cars because you're bitching too much about this great movie. I am totally kidding. Your (laughs) points are valid and I love all of you. Let's be friends. When we get on serious, we can't have this type of (laughs) disagreement. Guys, guys, I'm going to I'm going to edit this out. Nobody's ever going to hear this. But when this is on serious, we can't do this arguing shit. We have to agree on every point. You also have to wear pants when we're in a real studio. <sighs> no pants. It's off. <laughs> serious. I'm cutting the cord. Is that a thing? It's when we were talking about this before, Amanda, your review, you said that Marina Baccarin, who is the attractive lady character, is playing a hard character who's kind of street smart. Um, but you thought that the actress kind of seemed a little too proper for it. But you said that even with her like looking not quite in place, you still loved the character. She was better than you expected. Mm-hmm. Do you still agree with that? No, I had no problem with her character um, as far as that struggle of like... Because I, I knew like even if he... St- and it proved in the end, like even if he was deformed in some way she like automatically was on board she was just so happy to have him back in person form rather than like in a casket or you know whatever um so i yeah no i i liked her character a lot oh good okay was there anything in this one that you liked that connected it to the universe like did you like colossus and megasonic whatever that girl's name was megasonic teenage warhead yeah yeah i think that um, the call out immediately of this is a giant X mansion and there's only two people in it. 
I guess, I guess they couldn't afford more it was brilliant. Yeah, that, that was just, a great joke. Because there, there would be le- no legitimate reason that they're the only two people in the gigantic fucking mansion. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he also, Deadpool also makes a joke about which one, is it going to be Patrick Stewart or... Uh, the other guy, McAvoy? James yeah, McAvoy. is it McAvoy or Stewart? The timelines are so confusing. Right. <laughs> oh, that was such a good joke. Yeah, um, I think Colossus was really well done. I, I don't know if I've seen a lot of him in movies. I remember him from the cartoons and from video games and just thinking, that's ah, just a giant metal Russian dude. But it was nice to know more of kind of what motivates him. He's just kind of like a morally righteous dude. And that's that's really all you need to know. Um, someone tried to punch him in the dick. It didn't work. Uh, I was pretty happy about that. Yeah. Uh, somebody's boob popped out. He was embarrassed. And then he got punched in the face. What did you think of Colossus? Because I knew you were really excited to see him. You like that character a lot. He he was all right, but I didn't think he was great. Um, I thought that, like, I don't know. I think that the teenager, like, he was there as the straight man Colossus, but still, like, when they tried to have kind of joke parts with him, sometimes it just didn't hit for me, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, but I... I I think it was a good, uh, good way to like balance them off each other. Like, what other X Men would be good dealing with Deadpool? And I think that was a really good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys, you, listeners, couldn't see this, but Amanda had like the face of disappointment that a mother has in her child when like Chris didn't give a positive answer to liking Colossus. Yeah, she did. Why did you love Colossus, Amanda? I thought he was really fun. He yeah. like I, I giggled through most of the movie, at like wade's sense of humor and like the jokes that go on with wade and stuff but um is that his name yeah, yeah. that's his yeah. Name. um but like the colossus parts like i don't know why i vibed with him so well but like i laughed out loud like it was just like the corny cheesy humor because i feel like i would be that person who's like always trying to do the right thing and it just completely backfires or like it's just fruitless but you just keep trying anyway yeah (laughs) like that that was me on screen so like i laughed out loud at at most of his parts Mm. (laughs) i thought you were gonna turn around and hit me (laughs) (laughs) what happens in other episodes when i'm not here you missed cloverfield dennis (laughs) oh my god batman v superman versus amanda's face <laughs> go. Uh, go Amanda's face. Henry Cavill beat the shit out of her face. <laughs> I mean, I'm 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 okay with this if it's just like a printout or like I don't know a 3D printed model or something. <laughs> the jokes in this movie, I like that they were able to include like a million different types of jokes, and I think they actually really succeeded at that because they had pop culture references, they had Marvel tie-ins, they had like kind of jokes as we said with the um the x-men jokes and things like that they had crossover jokes they had meta jokes about the x-men universe about patrick stewart and james mcavoy green lantern the deadpool from the stupid x-men origin movies where his uh, mouth is sewn shut and the ryan reynolds joke he like made a joke about ryan reynolds (laughs) i was like oh this is amazing dennis you said about colossus that you don't want to see him as a person you just no. want to see him smash things. Exactly. I don't have like guys. I don't. I don't really have an interest in the man because I mean I'm sure he he is a person. He started that way. Um, unless he was delivered as like a metal baby, which would be a very fun origin story mm, from a metal stork. Such but, a heavy baby. I mean, it's so yeah. No, like he's similar to thing. He's similar to uh, the green guy who will not be named. So I would just rather him just be a giant like a strong arm it when he speaks limit it to just very basic things of him just being corny and cheesy and ineffective and i think that's when he's at his best Mm -hmm. 
Megasonic Teenage Warhead. Give her one-liners or just, like, be very dismissive, which she was, and then make her do cool shit. And that's, yeah. Yeah. I think they work the best. Even though I said, you know, he disappointed me a little bit, I still think that, considering it's an all-CGI character, it could have been so much worse. Yeah. And, like, this movie, I don't know, even though there were parts I didn't like, nothing was naggingly, I didn't like it. Like, nothing was that bad. Right. Mm. I forget who I was talking to, but um, somebody said, I don't know why they didn't just make him, like, a a person in the cab. I don't know why he was in his metal form. And I quickly shut them up by saying it was so much funnier because yeah. the cab was, like, leaning and he was all squished. In. Like, why wouldn't you make that joke? Like, right. yeah. it's too funny. Yeah, that was a great joke. I loved Colossus. I think he was my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. I described this movie as under two hours, which I, I also nailed. One forty-seven, okay. I believe it was. Hey, when people want to hear a funny review of something, they want to know how long the movie was. This this podcast exactly. isn't a funny podcast. This is just a real podcast. This, this is, is about life. being real. Real life. I would describe this film as having been shot. <laughs> <laughs> there was a director. Uh-huh. There were at least two actors, <laughs> and a camera was involved. Mm-hmm. Dennis, you were talking about how you liked how uh, one of the random bodyguards um, kind of had his own little tiny story arc, and you thought maybe he was going to become something, and then he shot Deadpool in the asshole, and then we immediately figured out, no, he's going to die right here. Right. I think they they cut that for time. But I do like the way that that panned out, because the, you know, the opening credits or whatever, you see all of these in slow motion, you see all of these horrible things happening all at once to all of these people. And then it sort of cuts and then you follow it again. And right at that moment where you recognize like, oh, this is the slow-mo from the open credit scene and you're and you're just watching it unfold. Like that was a really great way of of retelling that scene. Yeah, that whole chase is, is great. I mean, I, I know I've seen that chase several times just because the movie trailer pretty much showed that scene and how it plays out. But even with that, I still was excited to see the whole thing. Yeah. And the whole thing with him counting bullets was done really the well. The bullets was great. The bullets were great? The bullets was great. The, the bullets, bullets was great. The yeah. bullet. Dude, the bullets was bullets great. Good. We like <laughs> We like bang bangs. <laughs> I English. Um, yeah, I thought that was great because it's another form of storytelling where it, it kept me interested with something else to do than watch all of the violence unfold, although that was shot really well it had something else for me to do i was counting the bullets and i was watching where they were going and i was when it got up to you know 12 or counted down to like one or two he only had two left i was on the edge of my seat like this isn't gonna work how are they gonna do this so yeah i thought it was a good a good way to tell that part of the story you said amanda that hollywood figured out gina carano she should just stand there and be quiet and look tough. Do you think that it played out like that? Do you think that oh, that's yeah. how? Yeah. yeah. I think she did well. I think they did figure her out. Amanda, just as the overall tone of the movie, you said that your only complaint was that like the humor was always there, kind of in your face, but you, you were kind of comforted by it just in kind of figuring out that that's what the Deadpool character is, just in your face humor. Do you think that that still applied? Yeah. As I'm talking to more people about the movie and the character and stuff i'm realizing like oh this movie was really on par with um who wade is um so 
I can accept it. But there were, like you said, the, did I leave the stove on? That was such a dad joke that I, like, I didn't even crack a smile. <laughs> like, there are just some parts that I know are supposed to be stupidly over the top, but I, I wasn't impressed. But there were other parts where I was, and I was laughing, and I don't know. Overall acceptance. And I have to say, like, most of his jokes were, like, meh, okay, but, like, some of the other characters, the way that they were written, like, I was laughing mostly at the other characters. And sometimes Wade's reaction to the other characters. Yeah. I don't know. When it's just him, it's a lot to take in. <laughs> Dennis, when prompted about, um, what did you think about that bad guy's superpower? You said that, uh... <laughs> You thought that the bad guy, almost like in a Jessica Jones way, um, he'll, he's able to exploit people with his powers. Um, I think that was true. He's just so strong that he was able to make people do his bidding whenever he asked it. Right? That's kind of what happened. Um, I think that he was a sociopath. I yeah. think that was his superpower. Like the, in that, in experimenting on himself, that he burnt all his nerve endings so he couldn't feel pain. And I think it was supposed to mirror of just like, I not only can I physically not feel pain, I can not emotionally feel pain. And that, I always hate that whenever any character, so any villainous character is just like, I can't feel blah, blah, blah. Because if you couldn't, then you would have no intonation to your voice. You would be a robot. You'd be you know, Dustin Hoffman from Rain Man. But I, so yeah, I, I'm, always, I'm, I'm annoyed just kind of at a, a base level whenever any bad guy says that. But I mean, he gets what's coming to him. He has an entire pile of dead bodies that spell out his name. And like that, and again, that was just a tell of yeah. He does have like strong emotions towards like his ego specifically, because like it shouldn't bother him that he gets called Francis all the time, but it does. That the whole spelling out, I'm gonna spell out your name, you motherfucker, and he spells it out in dead bodies was so funny. Yeah, there are just certain things you'd never expect to see in a superhero movie, and this movie had all of them. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I, I don't know. I didn't expect nudity in a superhero movie. I didn't expect that uh, they just so many things perfect. Yeah. It, the whole thing about this movie is it promised to go over the top, and it really did in every aspect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At the end, there's the part when um, you're kind of thinking that Deadpool's going to change, uh, or he has the bad guy in front of him, mm-hmm. and he kind of thinks that he is going to, you think he might capture him. And they they did it with a with a swell of music, which was perfect, and Colossus trying to convince him to be a good guy. And then in the middle of the speech, Deadpool just shoots the dude in the face. I, so happy about that yeah i phrased it then he just killed the bad guy in our review post credits guys right. i i said that they had a post credit scene that was a joke like the deadpool post credit scene and then that after they had an x-men apocalypse teaser mm-hmm. um they didn't do it this time they kind of just left to the very end the deadpool one which i think was good because um the marvel cinematic universe does like the two post-credit scenes and i think it's a little too much it's like ridiculous why I have that yeah. but they actually just did the one at the very end which yeah i don't know it's good yeah and it and it it was very different from how the other ones are done or what you expect because he's just he's in a robe he's got a mug and he just talks about what the next movie's going to be like there's no visuals to cut to because they literally haven't shot any <laughs> yet mm-hmm. so he's just he builds it up so here's how here's our conversation about the post-credit scene dennis starts it off spike lady i said yeah it was a good hint they showed spike lady and how she's going to tie into and then we all started laughing and then amanda said yeah you couldn't even make it through the sentence (laughs) and then there's a pause and then i said 
I really liked the post credit scene because I think that in all other superhero movies, it's a much more dramatic thing they show at the end. But in this, it was more like the tag to a joke, which I thought was very funny. Amanda says, yeah, it was very Disney. Like when Disney does a post credit scene, then we had like a four minute conversation Mind about blown. Disney, yeah. Disney post credit scenes. <laughs> <laughs> and then I said, it was about a 30 second post credit scene. It had a sort of tie into the movies. Just the fact that it was meta about the universe that they were in, which it kind of is. He mentions cable and things. Mm. Um, it was just a joke. It wasn't building up to anything. It was just a tag to a joke, a callback. It wasn't as much a callback, I guess. Um, if anything, it's more of a callback to just who Deadpool is as a person. <laughs> Nicely done. Right? Right? <laughs> right, guys? Um, Dennis said, I mean, they tease the whole time that you're going to see someone's penis in the movie, and then they let it loose in the post-credits. And actually, <laughs> you know what's funny, though? <laughs> when we were in the last scene, I was thinking, like... I wonder if they will show it because, like, after he's in a robe. Yeah, and after all of the like nudity and weird shit, like I was like, oh, that wouldn't surprise me actually if they showed a dick. Um, Dennis also said about the post-credit scene that we found out that Deadpool was schizo, um, and he was starting to hear a voice in his head, and you didn't know who the actor was, right? But that you uh, and you didn't want to look it up; you just kind of wanted to wait till the next one to see. But it was like a recognizable voice. No luck with that this round. Yeah, I know. Instead, they did the Ferris Bueller parody, which I just found out is a Ferris Bueller parody. Yeah. And I, I thought that scene was great. The whole cable thing. It could be anybody. Just the guy with the flat top. Right. could be Mel Gibson. could be like... Yeah. I mean, at this point, he's gone through so much. The Deadpool character's gone through so much in the movie that if he does happen to lose the love of his life now, maybe that's what triggers him being schizophrenic, because that's the whole... Uh, that's one of the hooks of um, the comic books is that he has a voice in his head that does a lot of the fourth wall breaking jokes and stuff. I can't see them not going back to Deadpool. I think it did so well, yeah. especially for the time of year it came out. I th- it must be like a record for February, like a February movie doing mm. this well. I don't know. It's been talked about nonstop. I don't think that they could have done the post credit scene in a better way because the fact that the post credit scene was a meta why are you still in the movie theater watching a post credit scene thing was just like such a good joke. I think that's it for the post credits. The pizza delivery guy in the beginning. Oh, in the flashback? Like, I loved that. I, I loved Wade at that point. Oh, yeah, yeah. When he was like, ex- he was like super dick. Kind that of. was like, so funny. Yeah. I didn't know what was going on until like the very very end of it and i was like so shocked (laughs) and it was it was really funny really well done and that set up a character that i didn't really see for the rest of the movie (laughs) okay so let's uh, talk about our review after the episode last time called we called in our reviews because we forgot to do it on the air (laughs) so we all voted this movie it's between zero to four chimichangas, Dennis. Uh, mm-hmm. We all voted this movie three out of four chimichangas when yeah. we saw it in the time machine. On this plane of existence slash timeline slash world slash thing, <laughs> what do you give this, Dennis? What's happening? Um, He's doing I, a little dance. I, I was getting myself psyched up for this. Uh, I'm going to keep it at three chimichangas. I remember finishing watching the movie and thinking, that was great. I'm glad I saw it, but I don't think I'd see it again. Um it, it's one of those movies, especially because they do do a lot of joke telling, and you would say kind of like it's almost an overload that even if I did watch it again, it, it would be very different because I have a pretty good memory about when I see movies and what I uh, what I like the most, so I probably won't laugh the same. 
yeah, it's it's a good movie. It's the best uh, comedic rated R superhero movie that I think's been made. Um, super. It, it, this is great, but super is better. Just mm. But no, I know what you mean. Like for Marvel, it, for rated R, it's so out there. Yeah, I mean the the next closest thing for me is Winter Soldier, where you see uh, people actually getting shot, and Sam Jackson actually gets fucked up as Nick Fury and has to hole up in an apartment because he's not just fine because it's a superhero movie. Like you see people be vulnerable and have lasting damage. Like uh, Deadpool does that very well in this. Um, it's kind of a workaround because he can regenerate, but still, like people get shot or hurt or get killed, and they they you see their bodies. Like you see all the aftermath. There's a highway littered with bodies in the movie within 30 minutes. So yeah, I'm going to give it three chimmies. Three chimmies. Uh, Amanda, did your uh, review hold strong, you think? Or? No, not a three. My instinct is to say one and a half, but I think I'm going to go two. There weren't as many jokes in it that I really enjoyed. Most of it I rolled my eyes at, I think. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm not going to go so far as to say like one and a half. I'll say two. Okay. So- but like Dennis, I... I probably I don't have to see it again. And I was just telling Dennis too, like I don't really remember most of this movie. Yeah. Um, as we're talking about it, I do remember certain things, but um yeah, I kinda left my head as I left the <laughs> the movie theater. I think I'm also I'm gonna keep with my three out of four. I think that's a pretty good review. I do agree with Dennis though. I, I can't see myself watching it again immediately. So I guess that's it for Deadpool, guys. Deadpool! Bye! So we're going to come back with some uh, other episodes in some weeks, a few weeks. We got uh, (laughs) weeks. We're going to do a review of our 10 Cloverfield Lane episode with them all. We are going to do The Huntsman, Winter's War. Oh, I'm excited for that one, too. Yeah, so we have all these episodes scheduled. You could say that we will probably be back. What a cliffhanger. Yeah. <laughs>